Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. By now, we're all pretty aware of how alcohol isn't great for us. We know we should drink less, but also it's Christmas, right? The time of year for all things in excess. But what if you did this Christmas without booze? I would start to maybe do something I didn't want to do or embarrass myself at a social event. I'd be hungover the next day. I'd feel like trash. I'd have anxiety. Today, we speak to three different women who'll be sober this festive season to see how they face down the drinkiest time of the year without a drop of the hard stuff in sight. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. According to a survey by a charity FebFast conducted a few years ago, Australia's alcohol intake triples over the Christmas period. A quarter of survey respondents reported that they spent between $200 and $1,000 on alcohol during December and January, with 7% saying they upped their intake to cope with family situations. Almost half of those aged 20 to 29 admitted to binge drinking during the festive season, with one-third of Australians consuming more than 10 standard drinks a week during this time. Add to this Christmas period a global pandemic, during which many people have found themselves already upping their alcohol intake to cope with lockdowns and border closures, and we have a recipe for an explosive letting down of hair at the end of 2021 as those restrictions begin to ease. But I hear many of you saying, having a Christmas drink is a tradition. It's a reward for a year well done. But is it really? Mel Leonay is the founder of It's Not Me, It's Booze, a membership group for people who are discovering who they are without alcohol. She says maybe we need to take a look at what we consider a reward and whether it really is fun. One of the things I always do is I just play the tape out. Like, what does a Christmas party look like if I drank? And what does a Christmas party look like if I don't drink? And you romanticise what drinking is like at your Christmas party and it's not the reality. The reality is you're normally drinking too much because you're high on that adrenaline of finishing off the year. There's normally a free bar. And then you end up just talking shit to your colleagues and talking about stuff that you would never talk about, talking about inappropriate stuff. Sometimes you're bitching about work or, you know, saying things you shouldn't say. And then the next minute you're in your kitchen at 6 a.m. And then you have to get to work on Monday and still feel like you're part of the team and not feel ashamed or guilty or worry about what you have to say. And it's just so stressful. 
Kathy O'Brien had to give up drinking. Her liver had started to fail on her and it wasn't tolerating any alcohol after years of abuse. She says she drank because she thought it made her cool, using it to cover feelings of inadequacy and self-loathing. She says those feelings are still there, but she looks at it a little differently now, with a whole lot of help. These days, I do it through counselling. So I have a regular check-in with my psychologist. And every day, it's a choice for me to not have a drink. I'm surrounded by drinkers. Everyone I know is a drinker, apart from a a very small minority of people in my life. So it is an absolute choice every day. And sometimes it's harder than others, you know. I absolutely want to have a drink. I know that we've got a Christmas party coming up and the old me is absolutely dying to have a drink. But I know that it's not the right thing and it's not good for my mental health, it's not good for my body and the best choice for me is to not have that drink. What do you say to yourself when you find yourself confronted in that situation though? You know this Christmas party is coming, you know this drink is around you. How do you mentally prepare for that craving that you'll be experiencing? I've thought about it a lot and I have told myself that I am worth it. I am valued and I have every reason to be in the room and that people like me for who I am when I'm sober. So I just try and remember those things and just try and be fun me without having the drink. For Eleanor Catalaris, who we've spoken to about her decision to move to a more sober lifestyle before on The Quickie, she says remembering who she was as a drinker is the motivation to not go back to it just to get through the Christmas period. If I ever do get tempted, I kind of envision what I used to be like when I did drink. You know, I would start to maybe do something I didn't want to do or embarrass myself at a social event. I'd be hungover the next day. I'd feel like trash. I'd have anxiety. I always know that it's not worth it when I do that and that not having a drink is always a better option and I'll be a much better version of myself. What's the hardest part of facing Christmas sober? I think the hardest part is still just having those interactions with people that don't understand why you don't drink. So a lot of people think that you're not going to be as fun if you don't drink. So it's kind of like a challenge to have to convince them that you're still there to have a good time. You're still just happy to see your friends and your loved ones and you're going to be a good sport even if you're not drinking. So I'd say that's probably the hardest part. But I do think people are coming around to it a bit more. So every year I think it gets easier. What do you say to those people who trying to convince you to have a drink? A lot of people try and say, just have one, which they think is really harmless. But for me personally, that's really triggering because my problem was that I couldn't just have one. The thing that happened in my brain was when I had one, I'd have to have two, that dopamine hit I was chasing. So it would never just be one. I'd always have to have, you know, seven or eight, and then it would turn into binge drinking. So when people say, just have one, I just explain to them in a short answer, alcohol doesn't agree with me. And then I leave it at that. And usually they do drop it. I think you just need to have those kind of one-liners up your sleeve so that people know not to keep on pushing you and there is a reason behind why you're not drinking. So what do these three sober ladies advise are the best strategies to get through the Christmas period without writing yourself off? I say it's like anything, it takes practice. You can't expect to go to the gym and suddenly have biceps. Like you need to work the muscle and it's exactly the same for me. Like I've spent so many years drinking and abusing my body with alcohol 
and going to every social event drunk. And there was always something on. Like, I couldn't have a week off alcohol this week because I've got this event or I've got that lunch. There's always something. So I think it's just practicing it. And if there's something that you really don't want to get drunk at, maybe you shouldn't go or maybe you can go and just go for an hour, but just do small little steps. Like it's something that you really need to practice because it is a whole lot of years of conditioning of saying that you need alcohol to have fun when it's not the case. Like now it's my normal to go out sober. It's not my normal to go out drinking. And that is just from practice because once you've practiced it and you get better at it, It's the most liberating and the most best feeling being out because when you're drinking, I've always found you have a few drinks and then you're like trying to reach that peak over and over again. So it's because you have a few drinks and then you try to have another drink to reach that peak, but you never feel good like all the time. It's never consistent. So you have to keep drinking and drinking to try and feel better and feel better. And that's where when you're sober, you don't have to keep trying to refuel that high because you can just be naturally feeling good the whole time. I would say make sure that you have your alternatives of drinking prepared. So if you're going to a social setting and you can take your own drinks with you, I would say make sure you have a selection of things that you know that you would enjoy. So there's a huge range of alcohol-free options, which I do use at times for social settings and for special occasions. I try and keep them for special occasions so that they don't become a habit and it's just not replacing one with another. Most of the time I will drink, you know, soda water and lime, but on special occasions I will prepare and have some special fancy drinks for me and just have those strategies Tell people that you're the designated driver, if that's what works, to get you out of having that drink. Everyone loves a designated driver these days, so no one's going to argue and no one's going to try and get you to have a drink if they know that you're their lift home. And be prepared to just leave early. You know, it is absolutely okay to when it's getting very loose and everybody else is just losing it, it's okay to leave and know that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and you're going to feel really good and they're going to wake up with a headache and you're not missing out when you don't have the headache. The one thing that I want people to know about sober life, especially in your 20s and 30s, is that it is so much fun. The biggest misconception people have about not drinking is that you'll be boring and you won't be fun. But I've actually found that When you're sober, you're more present and you have to kind of bring that natural energy yourself and create your own fun, which actually makes the event way more enjoyable overall. It's not fun being drunk at the end of the day. It might be fun being tipsy, but do you ever really just stay tipsy? So I just really want people to know that it is so much fun being the sober one. You get to look at everyone, you get to be present, you get to have authentic interactions with people. So I'd really just encourage people to give it a go. Maybe try a few Christmas parties beforehand or, you know, a few social events before Christmas Day and just see for yourself. It is so much fun. Some more like practical tips I'd give to people on the day, I would say make sure you bring your own drinks. Really important because you can't expect that the host is going to cater for you. Also bring your own fun as well. So I like to bring conversation card games, Finska, anything that's going to detract away from alcohol being the main part of the day. So bring your own fun, keep yourself busy on the day so you're not just there drinking, you know, help out with the food, help out the host, help out with the kids, anything to keep your hands full. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
while you're celebrating the end of your year, remember that as we're winding down, those in the medical profession are amping up, prepping for the spike in emergency room admissions that commonly happen between November and January. Around 30% of road fatalities for the year happen around this time. Alcohol sometimes plays a role. On Christmas Day, there's a 50% increase in ambulance attendances for alcohol intoxication. The Alfred Hospital Emergency Department in Melbourne reports that alcohol features in the top 10 most common presentations to the emergency room over the holiday season, as do drugs both of the legal and illicit kinds. Family violence also peaks during the holiday period. Stressed household budgets and family trigger points are only made worse when alcohol is involved. If you do drink socially and in moderation, having one or two with your friends and colleagues can be an enjoyable experience, but that doesn't mean you have to get drunk to have fun. And you never know, you might find a new, more sober version of you waiting to celebrate the arrival of 2022. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if you're up for it, we'd love you to rate and review us in your favourite podcast app. It gives us a chance to see how you feel about the show. Thanks. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.